Hi, my name is Dan, and welcome to the very first episode of the Convergently Speaking podcast. Thanks for stopping by. So what is this podcast going to be all about? Well, to be honest, like anything new, it has to develop, grow, find its feet. I hope that it will take on a life of its own. The name Convergently Speaking is one I chose because... For me personally, there's an interconnectedness. There's a convergence that is beneath the surface, if not at the surface of all things. Whilst we can focus on the difference between us humans and different expressions of culture and that kind of thing, at a fundamental level, we're all mostly the same. Convergently speaking, for me, is trying to get to the heart of the inherent way that I personally see things and and therefore believe things to be. The more that I have experienced life and met people, the more I've seen the similarities, the relationship between different disparate things. The topic I want to come to today for the, the first episode, sort of the motivator to finally kick this off, was something I was thinking about a a week or so ago. I had an email from someone I I like and I respect, a person in power with power by default, not necessarily earned power. And there was an email from them where they were instructing and requesting that a whole bunch of stuff that they wanted done. And And it was an odd email because I was trying to reconcile what I could feel at an intuitive level seemed to be going on. On the one hand, this person had the institutional authority to request or even tell people what they needed to do and how they needed to do it. And yet on the other hand, it felt like they were angry. There was a passive-aggressive undertone, which didn't seem to make logical sense. Why is this person who has the authority to write an email and request that certain things are done, going about things in a way which would imply or indicate that they have no power, they have no authority. It seems like this person's experiencing a level of powerlessness in their life, despite having the formal title within themselves. Maybe they feel like an imposter, or maybe they just have a bunch of unmet needs and, and desires and, in this context, unmet requirements by the people that they have the institutional power over that they don't feel they can actually directly, assertively say what needs to happen. So there's this veneer of being friendly or polite, respectful. You know, there was nothing factually that I could have taken from that email that would have said this is abusive or anything like that. And that's why I think it's a a passive aggressiveness that's there because I could feel there was something in it that wasn't being said. There was something this person would have liked to say was potentially thinking, the very least in their unconscious, that they didn't feel free and able and connected to enough to be able to actually articulate. And I felt a sense of sadness. I thought, it's sad this person is writing an email that comes across so angry and yet seems they don't realize their anger. This got me thinking about anger as a symptom. So often in society, we see anger, we feel it, we observe it. 
we know it's there in others and we, we react to it. We see the anger and we think this person is angry and that's all there is to it. They're not happy, they're angry and they're doing this thing. We don't often, I think, in society pause and take a moment to reflect why is this person angry? What's going on? I have a counselling background and in counselling we talk about anger as being a secondary emotion. The suggestion is that always or, or most times anger is actually there covering up something more, something more profound and true and deep. Exactly what I felt from this email, but of course I don't know what was beneath. So I want to propose to you that anger is more of a symptom of a problem than the problem itself and that it comes when we don't look our demons in the eyes, we don't confront our fears, we don't take ownership for our baggage, our traumas, our dysfunctions. We push them under the rug, put dealing with them on the back burner, or honestly don't even become consciously aware that they're there. I love this quote that I believe is uh, attributed to Father Richard Raw. It's a Franciscan priest. And he says, if you don't transform your suffering, you'll assuredly transmit it. If you don't transform your suffering, you'll transmit it. This email, something was being transmitted. On the surface, this person was able to send an email and ask for certain things to be done. And yet, that's not what happened. An email which clearly had layers of other communication embedded in it, and this was only text. You can scale this up and you can think of the layers that we can see or feel, feel emotionally or just feel in our body when we're talking to someone. You know, you ever ask a friend how they're going and they say, yeah, well, thanks, but the way they hold their body, the way their eyes dart around when responding, you think some part of them's going well, but there's some other part of them or their life that's not, that they don't want to speak to and acknowledge. So I'm personally really passionate about this idea that we should look our pain in the eyes and, and transform our pain, transform our suffering. People with baggage, people with issues don't bother me. I think we all have them. I think we all have bucket loads of them. The only people that bother me and quite frankly scare me, and I see this on TV, politicians, we see this, you know, other celebrities, other people that are in the public eye, but we see this in our own life too, are those that believe they've got it all together. Those people that project this image that everything is fine, there's no, there's no concerns, they're always happy, uh, they have this happy-go-lucky nature to them. Nothing wrong with having a happy-go-lucky nature, but after a while, if that's all that I see presented from a person, I get a bit suspicious that no matter who it is, as I get to know that person better, I learn that, ah. Oh, they're just like me. They're human. They've got pain. They've got fears. They've got insecurities. They've got traumas. It's part of the human condition. Going back to this email, I found myself reflecting on why did I notice this and what is happening 
for me here. And I believe, like most things, when we see something in, in another, it's actually us seeing something about ourselves. People mirror to us our own stuff. We're inherently egocentric. We make everything about us, even our interactions with others. And so this got me to thinking and reflecting on the fact that in my life at times, I've been passive aggressive. I've thought I've, I've been acting in a clear or honest and direct manner while simultaneously having things I'm not saying, I'm not expressing. And I leave that situation and I notice after the fact that there's a residual anger, a residual pain, a residual frustration. I've become more and more aware of these dynamics and the way things operate because of systems, personality systems, psychological systems and that kind of thing. And so spinning right around to where where we started, I want to get a bit more to some of the focus and the heart of what this podcast is going to be about. Yes, it'll be my rambling thoughts at times and to some degree... I'm doing this for myself just as much as the listeners, an idea journal, if you will. But there's systems and and tools that I've used over the years that have been able to help wake me up to the unconscious mechanisms at work. Who of us wants to go out into the world and think we're being kind and caring but are actually projecting a sense of anger? We need to transform that suffering, but but how do we do that? I found the Enneagram personality, personality typology to be really, really powerful and profound in this regard. It helps us understand the fixations and the drives that are going on at an unconscious or subconscious level behind why we do, impact why we do what we do. Also, the Myers-Briggs personality system built on the back of Carl Jung's theories of personality I found tremendously interesting and helpful. Uh, I've recently become certified using this system, going deep into the intricacies of how it works because I want to help people, because I've always been driven for that, but once again, because I wanted to understand myself. So I hope that as this podcast continues, I'll be able to include and effectively communicate some of my understandings and learnings about these different systems, and there's plenty others, but these are probably the two main ones at the moment, but also how I've practically been able to apply them, put my foot in it, how they've helped me not put my foot in it because of learning things about myself and how they've helped others. I plan to have some interviews. I've already got some friends that are interested in joining for a chat, and we'll spiral around through all sorts of topics but the underlying drive or goal here is to to help show and and present just how much more similar we all are rather than different how much convergence there is between the human species rather than the differences oh yeah there's differences for sure and those will will come out But at a fundamental level, we're all very, very much the same. We all have pain. We all cry. We all sometimes project anger through passive-aggressive means because, you know, we haven't dealt with 
some unresolved issue in our past. I know I've done this in the past and I really hope to to do this less and less and, and these tools and these systems have been really helpful for me in this regard and so that's why I want to share them with you. I'll leave it there for today. I don't want to jump into too much on the Enneagram or Myers-Briggs or any other psychological tools but I just want to finish up by saying that we just need to remember and I'm speaking to myself here that these are only maps, they're not the territory. These tools are systems for helping to understand the complex psychology and uh, mechanisms that we are as human beings. They don't hold ultimate truth on understanding who we are. So thanks for tuning in. Please hit subscribe if you've liked what you've heard. And hopefully as we journey together, I'll find my feet here and your, your contribution in the comments or through other social media platforms that I'm going to get up and running will let this take on a life of its own. It will develop as its own unique culture, unique voice. Convergently speaking, will have its own unique voice to the time that we are, the place that we are in human history. Thanks, and I'll talk to you soon.